0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now let's get into today's reading. All right, Acts chapter
1: 11, here we go. Now the apostles and brethren, let me just remind you in the last chapter, something extraordinary happened. The gospel was opened up to the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit was poured out on Gentiles in Cornelius' house. And they even spoke with tongues, spoke in spiritual language and such. And uh, Peter stayed there and ministered to them, taught them for a while afterward. Okay, chapter 11, verse 1. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. See, this is big news. Verse 2, and when Peter came up to Jerusalem, why does it say up? It's because Jerusalem is at a higher elevation than most of the area of Israel. So it says, when Peter had come up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. I told you there was going to be a problem with the Jewish people because they really believe Peter is off. He, he, he crossed a big line. He's displeasing the Lord. And, and so they're, they're really doubting him as a leader. He, this is the number one leader of the Jerusalem church. This is the most prominent of the apostles of Jesus, the twelve. And they said they contended with him, saying, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. What, what did you do? Like, how can we trust you? you? You you just did something very sinful, is what they're saying. Verse 4. But Peter explained it to them in order from the beginning, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, an object descending like a great sheet, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came to me, It came to me when I observed it intently and considered. I saw four footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has at any time entered my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. Now, this was done three times and all were drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment, three men stood before the house where I, was, where I was, having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house, who said to him, "'Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter.' who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. Watch. Who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. How do people get saved? Through words. It's called the gospel. This is how people get saved. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so he said, uh, send men and uh, you're going to hear from this man named Peter who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. And as I began to speak, notice Peter is saying, I just started. I hardly got into my message, my explanation. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them as upon us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord. Oh, now Peter is going to tie it to what Jesus has said. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? So he's saying, I didn't make the Holy Spirit come upon them. I was just explaining to them about Jesus and God poured the Spirit on them. What am I supposed to do? Tell God to knock it off? So he said, who is I to that I could withstand God? Verse 18, when they heard these things, they became silent and they glorified God saying, listen, then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. They didn't know it. They didn't know Gentiles could be saved. And when they heard this ex- explanation, they said, oh, you've got to be kidding. God has granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. Verse 19. Now those who were scattered, by the way, uh, chapter 10 is historically significant because it's the first time that we see Gentiles get born again uh, into the family of God with Jesus as their Lord and them being filled with the Holy Spirit. But chapter 11 is historically significant because this is when the Jewish people uh, understood (gasps) Gentiles can be saved. It's not just we Jews. This is huge that the church has, has now opened up to receive and to believe this new doctrine that Gentiles can be saved. Verse 19, now those who were scattered after the persecution, do you remember this in the beginning of chapter 8? Now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but Jews only. See, they weren't preaching to Gentiles. They were only talking to Jews because they didn't know Gentiles could be saved. Verse 20. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, the Greek-speaking Jews, preaching the Lord Jesus. And at the hand of the Lord, excuse me, and the hand of the Lord was with them, And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. Verse 24, for he was a good man. This is talking about Barnabas. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith and a great many people were added to the Lord, talking about at Antioch. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul, who we know became Paul, to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church, believers in Jesus, and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians, in Antioch. See, up until this point, believers in Jesus were not called Christians. But here, because Christ, Christians, uh, little Christ, or people of Christ, uh, they were first called Christians in Antioch, not Jerusalem. Verse 27, and in these days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them, named Agabus, stood up, and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So I want you to notice what's happening now in the body of Christ. That uh, the Holy Spirit, through the prophet Agabus up in Antioch, uh, he comes and he prophesies that there's going to be an amazing famine and this famine hit. But guess what? these believers up in Antioch, they're sending money, they're sending relief, they're sending support and help to the people down here in the Jerusalem area and there's in Judea, that southern part of Israel, where Jerusalem is, they're sending support down there because of the famine. Folks, this is the body of Christ. This is what Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, about sending gifts and sending support, and and your abundance can supply their lack, and their abundance can supply your lack, that we're all the body. Let's be family. Let's help each other. And we're watching this happen in the book of Acts before we ever read the books of First and Second Corinthians, we're seeing this happen, and it's all the love of the Lord for the, the brothers and sisters. Uh, and we have to presume most, uh, uh, most of those in Antioch, they didn't know all these people in Judea. I mean, maybe traveling to the feast and such in Jerusalem, they would have met some of them, but they're sending support to people that they really don't know. And yet, they're showing the love of the Lord and taking from their own pockets and sending it down. Why? there are our brothers and sisters. we got to help them. It's a beautiful thing, the body of Christ. All right. That's a little shorter chapter, but a, certainly a good one. I'll see you tomorrow for
0: chapter 12. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com slash give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple-making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast, here jerry shares with us at least weekly from god's word challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that god has for our lives you can find links to this podcast as well as jerry's youtube channel online at solidlives.com thank you again so much for joining us and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the new testament daily with jerry dearman